I'm Jennifer Palmer, I'm the host of Online for Authors. Welcome to the Online for Authors podcast. Online for Authors has come under the management of Visibility Pod. Visibility Pod manages the podcast as well as all of the guest and host booking and communication to get the episodes scheduled, up and running, and posted on to various platforms as well as creating all of our wonderful content. I'm currently a visibility strategist with Visibility Pod and offer coaching. Some coaching is offered via live visibility strategy sessions. Take those in and see if working with Visibility Pod, me as a strategist, is a fit for you. Email visibilitypodcasts at gmail.com. This is Jennifer with Online for Authors, and today our featured guest is Jonathan Milligan. Jonathan Milligan is an author, blogger, speaker, and an online business coach. He has spent the last decade guiding and directing creative professionals on how to pursue meaningful work. Since 2009, Jonathan has run his own portable lifestyle business online. Today he teaches others how to build a business with their passion, story, and message. He lives in Jacksonville, Florida with his wife, Charity, and their two children. Hello, how are you? Good, Jonathan, how are you? I am good. Good. Welcome to the Online for Authors podcast. No, thanks for having me. Yeah, Charity did a fantastic job of getting us all organized. (laughs) That's why she's working with me because <laughs> she's amazing. Left to myself, I'd be a disaster. Well, and have it. We're going to talk about your book today. And having read your book, I understand she's the reason you wrote a book in the first place. She is. She's the original inspiration. I was at the Pod Pros Quarterly. Yeah. And I saw you, your presentation there. You talked about writing a book, um, marketing your book through podcasts which is a wonderful topic. We've had really good success with helping people not just write a book, but use this concept of a free book funnel in different ways. Yeah. Whether that's speaking on stage or in a podcast to to get their book out there and get it in the hands of more people. I understand there are ways to use it for both fiction and nonfiction. The first book free in series tends to be a good one for those that write fiction series. And then there's also the, what we call perma-free, where one book doesn't even matter if it's a series, but one of one they've written free or in their newsletters, they actually offer free books from other authors. So those are all kinds of ways for co-marketing ways for them to build their lists. You talk about that in your book. (laughs) Your message matters. Wow. I got to tell you, Your book took me so much longer to read than it normally takes me to read a book. (laughs) Like I normally walk through 270 pages a day, day and a half. (laughs) It took me three days. And it wasn't like full on hours, three days. Mm -hmm. Your message matters has a lot to do. I appreciate that. We worked really hard at making it that way because I... I don't like books with fluff that, you know, you got the point in the first 10 pages and the rest of it's filler content. So we really tried our best um, to do that. So I appreciate that. Yeah, it it definitely was a breath of fresh air because again, like you said, a lot of books are, here's my one paragraph of message and my 260 pages of 
find this link, go buy this, go enroll in my course, these things. And that's it. You don't really get any meat out of the book. I tell you what, I got a whole entire ranch out of this one. Awesome. Uh, A lot of this stuff I'm personally working on. So I think that's another reason why it took me a little longer. Mm -hmm. I don't know where you normally catch people in their journey, but I imagine with your history that you've caught them at every stage from maybe not even realizing that they wanted to be online to having a website and podcast and never actually put their message out there, whatever their message happened to be. Okay. Well, I love this. I'm going to read this. I stole this from your book, but you did give us permission to do this. Read the Messenger Manifesto was advice that you gave in your book, not only to develop your own manifesto, but to read it every day. There was a part there where you'd said, if you haven't really gotten comfortable with your own or developed your own, go ahead, read mine. So yours is, as I begin my day, I will choose to work from a place of mission and not fear, service and not greed, humility and not pride. I choose today to offer hope to the discouraged, purpose to the doubting, and direction to the confused. May this be my vision as I work today to build the business. What a beautiful message. Oh, thank you. You know, it was never intended for public consumption. I wrote that for myself. And after just using that again and again, day after day after day, I finally said, I just got to share this because uh, it, it it helped me form the right mindset, the right purpose, me understand my big why, because this journey for especially even authors is a up and down journey. It's taking you every which way, every direction. Am I a good writer? Am I not? Can I do this? Can I not do this? Do I even have something valuable to say or share? So it really helps to settle you into your big why. Yeah, it was like when I read it, I just like literally <laughs> goosebumps. It's oh, awesome. I, I'm having a hard time building my own because this is so beautiful, but you know, <laughs> uh, I, I did play, I did play with it. So with the book idea and the funnel idea, the purpose is like understanding why you're going to do this in the first place. And this actually came about for me in the midst of getting ready to publish my, my book. So my book was coming out and I was looking at all these different marketing ideas around this book. And I was working with a traditional publisher. So they have their ideas, my ideas, bring it together, working as a team, thinking through things. And I had an opportunity to steal away about 30 minutes of time from a guy who's done book launches for Anthony Robbins, Tim Tebow, Michael Hyatt. I mean, the names just go on and on. And I said, here's what I'm trying to do with this book. And then he stopped me and he said, when it comes to launching a book, you cannot have your cake and eat it too. You've got to decide why are you putting this book out there? And it really, it's kind of funny to say when I've you know spent 18 months on the manuscript and nine rounds of editing mm-hmm. that I'm sitting here asking my question, why was I trying to write this book in the first place? But it really helped me to clarify something. And I think this will be really profound if you take some time to think about this. He said, you can't try to be on a bestseller list 
and do like a free book plus shipping funnel. It doesn't work together. It's like one cannibalizes the other. You have to make a decision. Mm -hmm. And so I said, I made a decision at that point that for me, it wasn't about trying to hit a bestseller list. At the end of the day, what I wanted, yes, I wanted the book to make an impact, but more than just making you know, $2.37 from someone buying that book in a bookstore or even on Amazon, I wanted to build a relationship. And the ultimate way I was going to be able to build a relationship is to get my book readers on an email list where I can then further the conversation that was happening in the book. And so the best way to do that was I decided I was going to do a free book uh, funnel. So that was the genesis of my why behind it. And I tell you what, I'm so glad I did. Mm-hmm. So am I actually. <laughs> Thank you very much for making your book free. (laughs) Mm. To influence the influencer is your all-encompassing why. And I I think your book did a very good job of that. There's so much in it. I have a list of movies to watch and books to read. And the the quotes and the examples that you offered were amazing in addition to the content that you offered it's so full. There's not really a step that's missed in it that if somebody wanted to build an online business, it's all there. Yeah. That, and you know, I have to credit the editors on that. I cannot take the full credit for that. And I think editors are the unsung heroes in the book publishing industry. They don't get enough credit for helping authors make sense of their words and bringing their words to life in a very logical way. Honestly, there was a chapter or two that weren't in the original manuscript. As my my developmental editor was going through it, she's like, I'm tracking with you up to this point. Then I think you jump a big step here. And this is the question I have. What was so great about that is she was going through my book, not only as an editor, but in this case, she was figuring out her own message and her own journey. And so she was reading it as a customer. And she really helped me to make sure that I wasn't missing any steps or gaps in the process. So that that's really important. I'm glad you had that takeaway. I'm glad you reframed that when you said editor, developmental editor, because there are so many different types of editors. And it's really important as an author to understand that one editor does not do all the different editing. I mean, you can find an editorial team and possibly have your proof editor and your your formatting editor and your developmental editor. And there's so many different types of editing. So that made so much sense. The book has to be cohesive when it goes out. And if there's a step missing, that's where it gets found. It's so important not to try to edit your own book. (laughs) So... (laughs) That is true. Hiring the experts. That's right. Let them do what they do best. Except for when I got my first original um, manuscript back and I had over 4,000 track changes in my Word document. Of course, right then in that moment, I was like, okay, this is going to take a while to get through this. At first I thought, oh, this is no problem. I'll just get focused, get through this. Yeah. At 900 track changes later, I realized I still had, you know, well over 3000 still to go, but it was so worth it. The book turned out way better than I could have on my own. So the editors are the unsung heroes of the book publishing industry, no doubt. 
Yeah, well, it definitely flows and it takes us through the process step by step because it's very important you took us through all of the the pieces in the way that they have to happen so that you're not going backwards and you're going forwards. The part that you learned first comes into the next part. It was very, very, very wonderful to read. I'm so impressed. Yeah, and I think that's a good point that whether you're fiction or nonfiction, it's a journey, it's a story, right? Even in nonfiction, you are going from a before state with your reader to an after state. You're just the guide, they're the hero, you need to make them feel like they're the hero that needs to step into the journey and go on this journey with you. And at the end, they're going to be the one who wins the day because they finally got the plan that they can step into that greatness they were destined for. Yeah, well, fully immersed, engaged from the beginning and immersed in it. And the exercises definitely put as deep within the journey with you. Definitely that you're right there beside me, helping me out here. And so it, it felt very good that way. So I, I recommend it. I highly recommend it to anybody who's looking to clarify their message, help promote their book, help build their online presence, help build their online business, help determine their offer, all these things. The title itself doesn't say help build your irresistible offer, but it's definitely there, you know? Yeah, I appreciate that. The book for me is I wanted it to be the first half, kind of more self-development, figuring out your message, figuring out your strengths as an author, a speaker, a teacher, a coach. And then let's capitalize on those strengths. And now we are ready to market our message because we know our people, we know our purpose, and we understand our passion, what we're trying to do. So I want to go to your favorite quote here because this fits. There are more people who need help than people who can help them. It really captures the essence of a big obstacle that I run into a lot with my audience. And that is, well, Jonathan, there's already so many other people doing this, right? Whether it's fiction or nonfiction, it's like, there's already so many authors doing this and they're doing it at such a higher level with a bigger audience than me. That's sort of like saying, well, if you're in New York City, if there's already a uh, pizza joint, that there doesn't need to be another pizza joint or a Starbucks. If you've ever been in New York City, there's a Starbucks on every corner, right? And so the point is, there are way more people who need help than people who can help them. And the truth is, there are people waiting for you to step into your courage, step out there. And one day you'll look back and you'll be grateful and thankful that you decided to step forward. I call it in the book, present courage, that you have to have that present courage in the moment that everybody you admire, you could trace back their story to a moment of present courage. When they bought the domain name, they started the podcast, they stepped out. I was just talking to my wife right before we jumped on here mm. that I just happened to look at my podcast and the first episode went out in April of 2012. That's 10 years this April. It was just like, I don't even know where those 10 years went. In my first episode, you can go back and listen to it. It was terrible. You know, at least I've grown, but I had to start. That was my moment of present courage. Same with starting a blog or starting the process of writing a book. So we all have to start somewhere and it's important just to start and live in that present courage. 
I think that's beautiful. And then when you get into it, too, you deal with the imposter syndrome, us not feeling like we're good enough or doing enough or perfect enough. This was hard for even me because, you know, we all as writers have those voices in our head, even when we're writing. And the voice in my head was, Jonathan, this is too good of a title for an ordinary story like yours. Somebody who is a better writer, somebody with a bigger better story is the one who should be writing this book. And I had to battle. So yes, the guy who wrote your message matters had to believe that his message mattered like all of us do. And that imposter syndrome is a real thing. It's a thing that it can overtake you if you're not careful. But I think the important thing that it goes back to is you understanding at the end of the day, it's you just showing up how you are. That's why I really try to praise in the beginning of the book, just be you. You can already tell right now, I'm more of a laid back, easygoing guy, not somebody you would think is in the marketing space. Right. Uh, a lot of the competition are high pressure, deadlines, you know, pushing you, very charismatic, almost controversial, and that's not my style. But yet I've been able to carve out my own business quietly that most people may not still even know who I am, but I've been living a good life full time online since 2011. You don't have to be the top 1% to live a good life, to serve people and to do what you love. Yeah, I'm a real big believer in helping people unlock that fear of not being good enough because I've felt that. But here's something that I've discovered because I really struggled with sharing my story in the book. The original uh, manuscript, the whole introduction was not my story. And my publisher really pushed me to share my story. But I'm just an ordinary guy. I'm just a high school teacher. I'm just a guy trying to raise a family. I didn't have any kind of, you know, rags to riches story here. And you know what? Here's the thing that I've learned. Even if your story is ordinary, it's incredibly powerful because people said they connected with my story because it was ordinary. And that's something we don't think about. But it's the truth. It's not about being all that. Mm -hmm. Right? It's about being relatable. Being relatable. Human, real, raw, we're touchable, and we can build relationships. I'm not intimidated to talk to you because I don't think that you're some, I haven't put you on a pedestal and I don't feel like you're approachable, right? Yeah, Exactly. Yeah, that's incredibly powerful. And your give value first strategy. I really like that too. There's a big difference out there. There's a lot of what is referred to, at least what I call push marketing, where it's like everyone's pushing stuff on you, right? They're pushing you to, to buy, buy, buy. But there's pull marketing that most of us aren't even aware of or we don't see. And honestly, it's because more people are doing push marketing than pull marketing. Pull marketing is I'm going to give you value. And as you gain value that builds trust, you're going to want more. And the more I give, the more it's going to pull you towards me. So much so that maybe one day you want me to be your coach or you want to come to my live event. But it's much more permission-based than trying to back somebody in a corner and hard sell them. So when you talk about push versus pull, (laughs) I always think of push as the mm, somebody shoving it down my throat and I want to gag (laughs) kind of. Yeah. 
Right. And then with the pull, it's more like that magnetic attraction where you're just drawn to that because it speaks to you. Like you say, it's relatable, but the message is clear and you know whether it's a fit or whether it's not. Absolutely. And you know, it's sort of like dating. Why do we think that we can act differently? It's all relationships. At the end of the day, it's human to human. And in dating, you know, push marketing doesn't work. Pull marketing has its attraction factor. You know, when, when I first started wanting to date my wife before we were married, she didn't want to have anything to do with me. I had to figure out how was I going to get her to come my way, right? Eventually I got her to come my way, but it's the same in our business. When you provide value in the form of a blog, a podcast, YouTube, channel, when you're providing some value and someone gets a win and someone says, that makes sense to me, or that was helpful to me, they decide at that moment that they want to go on a journey with you. There was a big study done by Dean Jackson, who's a big marketer, and he has a lot of marketing clients. He looked at all of their revenue for an entire year and looked at when people came into their world. And here's what he discovered. The customers, only 15% bought something in the first 90 days. That means 85% of customers buy something after 90 days of coming into your world. So what's push marketing? It's all about maximizing the sale at the front end. Mm -hmm. Pull marketing says, let's develop a relationship. If you're smart about that, you allow the people that come into your world to stay with you long enough to become that 85% of people who are going to purchase more books from you, courses. If you have courses for sale, join a private community or membership site, attend a live event if you do something like that. And so it's something I'm passionate about. And just more and more, the longer I'm in this, I'm just doubling down on the poll marketing. The reason why most people don't do it is because it takes work, right? You doing a podcast. Uh, most people don't know how much work that takes, getting guests on and thinking about the discussion and all the stuff that's going to happen after the podcast. It takes work, right. but it's so worth it in the long run. I like how you talk about influence equals encouragement and encouragement grows community. And I like also how you have these three E's, encouraging, educating, and empowering, and how you explain those, because it's so very fundamental to everything that delivering a message with value and building relationships, that's what it's all about. A hundred percent. I use that as kind of a framework of helping anyone with a message figure out how do I add value to other people? Well, you do that by either encouraging them, right? Because there's a lot of discouraged people out there. So what can you do to encourage them? What could you do to empower them? Could you teach them something? Show them how to do something. Take something you learned how to do and turn around and teach it back to them. And so all those different methods can work well, whether it's on social media or it's through a podcast or through a blog, through a YouTube channel. We have a lot of different ways to put it out there these days. When I first started, it was primarily a blog back in 2009. And then, you know, podcasting really came on the scene and then YouTube. So we have a lot of choices today. 
Yeah, well, you definitely did all of those in your book. Definitely very encouraging. It's definitely educational and definitely empowering. I just can't say enough. Jonathan's book is full of amazing quotes, book suggestions, movie references, and it takes us on a journey. It definitely took me on one. Clarify your message, understand your influence, impact the world. Come away understanding how important it is that the world knows your gift. I edited my website as a result of some of the stuff that I'd read. I actually got clarification around the need to put out something that related to my services and because I actually wasn't making it public that I was offering services. I just, I offered the podcast and then my services to others were in this situation where if I interviewed them or if we had some sort of a one-on-one discussion and they figured they wanted to continue that, I would offer services then. Okay, here's ways that you can work with me if you want to, but I only did it ever privately. I never did it publicly. I never did it on my website or anything. And so now there is a work with me page on my website as of today. (laughs) Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. So thank you very much. Your book, uh, I'll have to go back to it uh, on a regular basis, you know, I hope it becomes something you go back to. How do I handle this one part or how do I do that? Oh yeah, there's a section in there that talks about it. That was real important to me because, you know, I have a pet peeve of like a really, not only just a fluff book, but especially those books where it's got such a great concept, but then you feel like there's just a bunch of rambling and like everything is, you have to go pay to get it. I'm just of the belief that if you give people it all for free, they'll pay you to teach it to them again. It's true because there's so much in it, right? I can't do it all by myself in the time frame that I want to be able to do it in because I want it all tomorrow, right? But if I have a coach who can walk me through all of it, then I'm going to shorten that process. If I'm in a position to be able to right. hire a coach, I mean, not everybody's going to be in that position. Right. On your website for $95, you've got a 14-day challenge and other online courses where people can take in more of the wonderful services that you offer. You haven't made it extremely expensive for people to be able to start the relationship of working directly with you. The book itself builds a deep enough relationship that if they're going to go there, they're going to go there with you. And that's what's so cool about that whole poll marketing concept is you almost make the competition irrelevant if you think about it. Yeah. Because if you've given so much value to somebody, they're going to be like, this is my guy, this is my gal. This is the person that I, I just want to see like where this, where it goes. If I just go deeper into that relationship, it's not like a trick. It's not something that you're, you're manipulating the the process. It just came more natural for me. It's like, it just makes sense that just help people. And if you help people and you add value to them, then you almost don't have to sell. Like you say, you don't worry about it being a a sale. People have a hang up about selling. We all sell every day. I mean, if you like something, you sell it. That's just the way it goes. Or when you have kids, you start figuring out that you have to sell. (laughs) You learn how to sell. You learn how to sell, how to brush your teeth. You learn how to sell. The art of persuasion. (laughs) That's right. How to sell, get your shoes on and get in the car right now. My kids are older now, so that doesn't work. Mine's so. 16, so it's like I'm, I'm selling all the time. 
<laughs> you want to learn how to drive that car? You got to get in the driver's seat. Come on, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you very much for your time today. Absolutely. I appreciate you reaching out to me and uh, glad we got connected. Very much. Thank you, Jonathan. All right. Take care. Have a good day. Hope you enjoyed this episode. To get notifications of new releases, subscribe. You can also like, follow, download, and share. If you've enjoyed this, your friends will too.